This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Ash. Yes, Taryn. I know how I want to start this episode. Oh, you know? I'm so proud of you. This is Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 Everywhere it's Halloween. Everybody hail to the pumpkin king. Dang it. What is it? that wasn't planned no it wasn't in any way um that's just how in sync we've become through this october in series yeah sync um by the way we just should throw this out now it's okay. 11 30 at night oh yeah and um we're both so tired mm-hmm. and so delirious mm-hmm. also realizing that my scaries my scaries <laughs> God, it's already started. <laughs> my stories scared the crap out of me. Um, so yeah. I'm realizing that I will not be sleeping tonight. Yeah, I was in the room while Taryn was reading her story. And <laughs> I I don't know what it's about, but her reaction got me. Got me. It got me. It got <laughs> so, me. So um, today is our very first ever bonus episode. We have been around yeah. for almost a year and a half now. And we've never done a bonus episode before. It's always been Mondays. Um, but we decided because October series was so lit this year that we were just going to add an extra one um, because you guys are having so much fun with it as are we. So this is our very first ever bonus episode. Um, for you guys, we have both come prepared. Yes, with two also, stories each. This definitely like there's certain moments that I'm like, oh my gosh, are we like ugh, like a famous podcast? And this is like <laughs> one of them because I always like some of my favorite podcasts will talk about bonus episodes. Yes, and it like makes my day. Yeah. So the fact that like we could be <laughs> making someone's day, even if it's just a mom and dad. Hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's freaking hot. When you're listening to this, it's Halloween. Yeah. This is coming out on Halloween 2020. I hope that you are freaking bundled up. Yes. Maybe dressed up. Maybe got some friends. Dim the lights. Yeah. Get settled because we about to scare the socks off you. Yeah. Scare them. (laughs) All right. To death. To death. Just kidding. Don't Um, die. I think we're just going to freaking jump in. Yeah. Yeah. We both have some, uh, pretty lengthy, more detailed mm-hmm. stories. So I think we're just gonna, we're going to dive right into it. I feel like I should start. Go for it. I so, love that. Mm-hmm. Sure. Do it. Sure. Sure. Here we go. Hey, Taryn and Ashley. I wanted to write to share one of my spooky experiences I had growing up in a small town in Indiana. Hopefully the story is chilling enough to read to your podcast. I listen every week along with my two daughters, and I must say your Halloween themed podcasts are some of our favorites. All the best. And I hope you both have a fun and spooky Halloween. By the way, Taryn, your hair looks great. Red is your color girl. (laughs) Oh my God. She will take that compliment. Yes, I will. (laughs) Straight to my head. And that compliment's going straight to her head. Straight to my head. (laughs) Um, She begins. My story starts in the heart of Indiana in the 1980s. I lived in a small town with my mom and dad at the time, and I was 16 years old, a sophomore in high school. It was a typical sleepy small town that had never seen a lot of action besides the occasional Friday night ball game or going to the drive-in theater. 
That being said, this was also not the first scary experience that had happened at the house we lived in while we were there. To set the scene of our house's location, I must first point out our house only had one neighbor around a fourth of a mile down the road and sat right by the interstate with a large truck stop. Absolutely not. I'm just like that picturing that in my head and you are by no yourself. No one can hear you scream. Next and to a freeway. truck stop? Yeah. Hi. That's <laughs> serial killer. Mm-mm. Hunting people, ground. People just drive right by. Stop. Come. No, That's I don't no. like. Mm-mm. Nah. Nah. she continues while living there we had a few experiences that would seem scary such as hitchhikers hiding in our woods that had wandered off the interstate who would hide behind trees while i was out push mowing our yard (laughs) oh girl there was the occasional drunk that knocked at the door in the middle of the night or even one time an escaped psych ward patient was walking around our fence There had even been a time that my mom and I were home and two men tried to break in our house. What? Girl. That's when you move. That's when you move. Luckily, my mom's quick thinking of running and slamming into our back door made a gunshot sound that scared them off. Although many... That's brilliant. No, it's genius. I have never thought of that. I've never thought if you like don't have a gun to like yeah, make a gun let's sound. Let's do a little recap here. People are trying to break into your house. You have no weapon. She made a loud slamming noise with her back wow. door. That scared them off because it sounded like a gunshot. Mom for the win. Mom, come through. That is okay. brilliant. Also, <laughs> mental note. Cut to me tomorrow just banging things like, what makes the best gun sound? <laughs> Sorry, continue. <laughs> Although many things happen throughout the years while growing up, here you learn just to brush it off until you are alone. It was a Friday night and my parents had gone out of town to Tennessee for the weekend for some business and I was going to spend the weekend just hanging out around the house and catching up on some homework. Since this was the 80s, the technology we had in our house meant a landline phone, a couple TVs, and some cassette players. No cell phones, meant no calling or contacting my parents until they would call me when they reached their hotel. Oof. Staying in the house alone was not my ideal way to spend the weekend, so I decided to invite my friend over to spend the night. That's exactly what I would have done. Seriously. That's what I still do. Yeah, so I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Friday night went by and everything seemed like another average beginning to a chill weekend. Saturday night had came and went. Everything was going great too. My friend had to get up early and leave to go to church with her family. I was fine with that because I knew my parents would be home that night by the time it was dark outside. She left and I made sure to lock the door behind her because I was still groggy and wanted to go back to sleep for a couple hours. I stumbled back to bed and that's when the stranger called. Stop it. I answered the phone thinking it could be my parents saying they were headed home, or maybe my friend had forgotten something she had to come back for. I soon came to realize, much to my dismay, the voice on the other end of the line didn't belong to anyone I knew. I hate this. The voice on the other end belonged to a man that spoke in a slow, creepy, hushed tone throughout the entire phone call. (laughs) Another important detail to point out was that our home was older. 
They always are. No, they literally are. They always Everything are. about and the all story, of these stories, all of the like check, check marks of check. what to avoid. <laughs> truck stop. No neighbors. Psych ward. Parents are alone. Yeah. Landline. <laughs> Your friend left. Hush voice. <laughs> Don't answer the phone. <sighs> oh, okay. God. Okay. She continues. So she said, uh, their home is an older one. And the two windows in my bedroom were ground level. He said, I know you are alone and your friend is now gone. You are lying in your bed. Immediately, I became paralyzed with fear and hung up the phone. It was like waking up from one of those nightmares where you can't bring yourself to move. My head was rushing with the worst possibility. I instantly worried I didn't get the door locked. I jumped out of bed panicking, knowing I needed to put on some clothes and get out of the house. But he's there. What if he's there? Because he can see her. Oh my God. The thing was, I didn't know where the phone call was coming from. Was there so- was there someone calling from the phone in the basement? Or what? waiting for me right outside the window? Was it, was it more than one person? How did they know I was in bed when my curtains were closed? Should I try oh to gosh. run outside to get to my car where they could try to lure me out? the phone rang again and that was when I decided I needed to make a run for it knowing I had to lock the door to my house to leave made me even more nervous for the fear that he would come up behind me holding my breath I sprinted as I ran to my car and drove straight to my parents house I didn't come home until my parents got there that night still not knowing who was calling or what their intentions were or had they been watching me all weekend the story doesn't end there though A couple weeks had passed and it all seemed like a distant nightmare. I came home after school to an empty house and had gone to the basement to put some clothes in the washing machine. The basement phone rang. Thinking about just ignoring and not picking it up, something in me felt like I was being watched. Oh my God. I answered and a new voice asked me, what are you doing? I couldn't bring myself to say anything but mutter a few words and ask, who is this? I did not get an answer. The voice proceeded to say, what are you wearing? Ew. I didn't answer only for them to respond to their own question by saying, I know what you are wearing. Oh my gosh. I hate this so much. I literally hate this so much. (laughs) Detail by detail, they started describing a picture of me that they had acquired. I didn't know how they even got the picture of me. After all, it wasn't like there was an Instagram profile back then that they could have looked at. I hung up the phone and ran out of the house once again. It crossed my mind that maybe they had gotten the picture in the week prior, meaning they would have been in the house during the first phone call. Oh, God. Till this day, I still don't know who called me all those years ago. Was it a prank? Was it a stalker that lurked me in the woods? Every year when fall rolls around and the days get shorter and the nights get longer, I think back to my sophomore year in high school and wonder if the stranger on the other end of the phone is still out there waiting and watching. It's quite doubtful, but who knows? I guess you could say stranger things have occurred in a small town in Indiana. (laughs) Happy Halloween, Michelle. No, Michelle. Michelle. Oh, man. That is awful that is so scary i'm so sorry that that happened to you but also like super grateful that you wrote it in also well written also the stranger things pun at the end that was great it was great that was right up our alley punny it was punny (laughs) (laughs) i just like 
I just, okay. There's so many things. I know. Let's go. One, that like hits on everything. The movie. Yeah. And then this is why I don't want to watch scary movies. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I know it's fake, but like it could happen. It could happen. And like my story which I think I'm going to save for the end end so Ooh. that all of you don't sleep with me. Um, <laughs> same thing, like real stories freak me out so much in like yeah. a different way, you know? Yeah, yeah. it's it's weird because like she's a grown woman Ugh. and still thinking about this thing that happened to her at one point. God, and just like you you're never allowed to move out of the you. house. No, never. <laughs> never. Until I get a big old strong man <laughs> to protect me. She's available, boys. So are you, Ash? We both are. <laughs> just kidding. I get all offended. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, I'm gonna mix it up with a little supernatural. Oh. Just to throw it in there. <laughs> okay. And then uh, yeah, my second story will make you want I'm to die and so cry. I'm excited. Literally, it's a movie. Um, okay. So this one is called The Little Girl in the Keyhole. Uh-uh. Already. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. Hello. I'm Kelly, and this is a, a long story, so I'm just going to get right into it. The person in this story, we'll call him Connor, was on a road trip with some friends. Three girls and two other boys. They were driving for many hours in the middle of the countryside, where all of the houses were at least two miles away. What is with the country? That's, I mean, that is the country. I That's can't. Why. Now, if you can't hear me screaming, it's There's a, no a problem. Mm -hmm. It was about two in the morning when their car broke down near a little house. They were going to sleep in their car and decided to ask the people who lived in the house if they could use their phone. So Connor and one of the other guys knocked on the door. Seconds later, a little old lady answered the door. They told her their situation and asked if they could use her phone. Unfortunately, the lady didn't have a phone since there was, of course, no service. Again. Why? What? Why? Okay. They thanked her anyways and made their way back to the car. However, as they were walking, she called back and offered them a place in her basement where they could sleep. Although they were hesitant, they accepted and decided they would just leave at first light. Uh-uh. That's a... A terrible idea. No phone, no signal. You gonna stay there? No signal. Absolutely not. Every horror story has a little old lady. I feel like you're better in your car. A basement. Like yeah. what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh -uh. The nice old lady. I love how they prefaced. The nice old lady sure. led them all down to the basement where they died. No, Another basement. <laughs> Can we just say that again? Basement. Another basement. Led them down to the basement where they blew up an air mattress. She said good night and left them all alone. All was well and they all went to sleep. However, around 3 a.m., Connor was woken up by the sound of a piano playing nearby. Of course, 3 a.m. Was it the old lady? What he hour? woke up. Actually, shut uh -uh. <laughs> with your commentary. <laughs> <laughs> he woke up one of the guys and they went to investigate. They quickly found the door through which the sound was coming from. They tried to open it, but it was locked. So they decided to look through the keyhole. What they saw shocked them. In the room was a piano, and near the piano was a little girl. She was dancing in a little white dress. 
At this point, Connor and his friend were freaked out, but decided to not wake the others up and just go back to sleep. All was well until 3.30 in the morning when one of the other boys was woken up by the piano playing in the other room. He woke up the others and that's when Connor explained to them what he had heard and saw the little girl in the white dress dancing in the room. They didn't believe him though, so they showed them to the keyhole. However, when one of the girls looked through the keyhole, all she saw was red. They all looked through and sure enough, all they could see through the keyhole was red. <gasps> it looked as though someone had covered the keyhole with a red tarp. Were their fingers, you know how people do fingers? They, I don't know, I don't know. They were all confused, but decided to go back to sleep. At around 5.30 in the morning, they packed up their things and prepared to leave. The old lady was up reading as they walked up the stairs. Mm. As they were leaving, they noticed many pictures of what appeared to be the old lady's family. However, one in particular caught their eyes. Mm-mm. There was a picture of a little girl in a white dress oh. that looked exactly like the girl they saw that night. Uh-uh. Connor looked at his friend who was vigorously shaking his head. As they were about to leave, Connor's curiosity got the best of him. He asked the old lady who the little girl was. Good for him. She told him that was her granddaughter. Connor then asked where she was. The old lady sadly answered. No, 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 no. She had died. No, 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 no. Many years ago. Oh my God. From cancer. I have goosebumps. She then explained to them that the young girl had a cancer in her eye that caused it to be a deep shade of red. Oh! <laughs> Literally, she my, was looking at my entire body is dead. <laughs> I have goosebumps everywhere. She was looking back at them. She was looking back at them. Oh my I God. I know this sounds too good to be true, but Connor was dead serious and there were five other witnesses. So believe it if you want. I hope you enjoyed this story. Whether it's real or not, it's still interesting. Love, oh, Kelly. Kelly, yeah. Dude, I can't. <laughs> I was thinking, I don't know my why. My stomach hurts. In my head, you know, like when you press your your finger or something or your hand to cover and up a light. light and your hand looks yeah. super red your eyes are watery well i got me <laughs> god don't tell them all <laughs> they all know <laughs> i was picturing like maybe someone put their finger over the keyhole yeah. oh again guys the lord bless you and cover you with his protect protection may he shine his light upon you <laughs> Pancreat, you peace. <laughs> Amen. Blessings on blessings. Okay. I'm sleeping in Taryn's room tonight. Seriously, dear God. No way I'm sleeping in here. I'm going to put myself. a Disney movie on, just like repeat. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... 
I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Okay. Okay. Um, so my story is, so this is my last story. <laughs> and I loved it so much. It is a little lengthy. So I'm going to try to speed read as much as I can. Got it. Um, I'll keep my mouth shut. But yes. <laughs> Unlike you in my last story. Because it, it is so good. Dear Ashley and Taryn, first, a bit about myself. I am a 41-year-old epidemiologist, which a girl wasn't sure, looked it up just to be clear. Epidemiologist is a person who studies or is an expert in the branch of medicine, which deals with the incidence, distribution, and possible control of diseases. Did you make, you should hit this to make sure you're saying it right. Epidemiologist. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not. Epidemiologist. 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 <laughs> I was dead. like, I feel like it could be something else. <laughs> I was like, I so confidently was like, epidemiologist. epidemiologist. <laughs> she epidemiologist. was so sassy too when she said I know. it. Like, um, epidemiologist. No, epidemiologist. I stand corrected. <laughs> Siri always for the win. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> we continue now that we've been schooled. Um, I'm married with three children and I have a PhD in public health policy. If ever there was someone who would not, in all caps, oh, believe in ghosts, it's I me. Already. I spent my entire career studying science, which makes the following story all the more unbelievable. It was 2005 and my college roommate was getting married. Given her Irish groom's huge family and her comparatively small family, they decided to have a wedding in Ireland, close to his hometown of Dublin. I was in the midst of my residency in the Bronx, so it was going to be rough trying to make the trip, both time-wise and financially. It took so long for me to confirm that I actually could go, in fact, that I ended up RSVPing very late. I just barely booked a room at the hotel where the wedding was being held, which was lucky because it's two hours away from Dublin and the village has a population of about 300 people. Apparently, I got the very last room in the hotel, which I viewed as pure luck, as I would soon come to find out it wasn't luck at all. The wedding was being held in an 11th century Irish castle named, Ooh. I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm not going to get this right, but Kennedy Castle? Sure. I mean, that's what I would say. I I'm would have gone with Kennedy. <laughs> Kennedy Castle. It has quite a history, having been burned down twice and falling into disrepair before it eventually turned into a luxury hotel and wedding venue in the 90s. 
unbeknownst to me at the time, it is fairly well known to be haunted by several ghosts. Several? (laughs) Several, apparently. Why is one not enough? I don't know. I mean, it's a castle. Lots of rooms. Okay. But unlike some other castles who trade on its haunted past, it seems like the owners and staff actually try to hide this from their guests. Oh, I get it. Like some castles would be like, like, oh, it's haunted. Come come. experience the haunted castle. Which people like that, that are like, oh, haunted house. No, I don't get the people that go there on purpose. But also I feel like if it is, it should be disclosed. Like it should be told. Like, Like, hey, I want to know if someone died Mm -hmm, anywhere that mm -hmm, I go. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Just saying. From the outside, it doesn't really look like a haunted castle at all. In fact, it looks like a beautiful mansion. After a long taxi ride from the airport, we pulled up and I was totally entranced. If you're ever or have ever been a fan of Downton Abbey, which I am, it's pretty much exactly what it looks like, which, yes, I have watched two seasons. That's as far as I got, but loved the two seasons. You? I haven't watched it. Sorry. We'll We'll get her on board. Yeah, yeah. I've attached a picture for reference, so... There it is. Oh, wow. That's stunning. Gorgeous. I mean, even the sky. Yeah, Taryn and I beautiful. went to London once and the entire time we were like, oh my God, the sky, which yeah. I know this is Ireland and not London, but I don't know. But fun fact for <laughs> you. Made me think of that. <laughs> <laughs> I exited the taxi and brought my bags with me to the front desk. To say that the interior of the castle is beautiful would be a massive understatement. The entire place is gorgeous. It's exactly what one would dream of thinking of staying in when visiting Ireland and visiting their beautiful castles. There's beamed ceilings, antique wooden furniture, and decorative lighting sconces on the walls. The place is amazing. I arrived at around 4 p.m. local time, so I had about an hour to clean up before an afternoon welcome reception the night before the ceremony. The first sign that something was a bit off was when I came and checked in. The concierge took my name, typed it into his computer, and said out loud, Ah, yes, the Geraldine room. God, it already sounds horrible. Two other staff members behind the desk stopped what they were doing, turned around quickly, and simply stared at me. Thinking nothing of it at the time, I took the keys and headed to my room on an upper floor. It was absolutely gorgeous. It featured a huge four-post bed, a clawfoot tub in the bathroom, and beautiful period furniture. It was like being in a romantic movie set in Ireland. I could not have been happier. I have like the nervous giggle. Because <laughs> I know it's about to happen. Something's going to happen. <laughs> it's about to happen. There's still, there's still some time. Okay. A few minutes later, after a very nice bellhop dropped off my luggage for me, I quickly undressed and turned on the shower in the beautiful antique clawfoot tub. I was excited to wash the grime of my travel day off and exit my room fresh and clean and ready for the reception. The first odd thing I noticed about the bathroom was the temperature. While the rest of the room was a comfortable 75-ish degrees, the bathroom was downright chilly, especially the area around the tub. I chalked it up to being a drafty castle and enjoyed my steaming hot afternoon shower. What I didn't enjoy, however, was the feeling that someone was in the bathroom with me. (laughs) For the entirety of the shower, I could swear that a woman was standing on the other side of the curtain. What do you mean? It was one of those slightly opaque, clear shower curtains. You can see through them, but everything's very blurry. On at least two occasions, I could swear that a person in red was near the sink, staring at me. What? Each time I peeled the curtain back to peek, however, the room was empty. Ugh. 
But even worse than the feeling of being watched was the sense of profound sadness from this mysterious figure. It sounds silly, but not only did I feel like I had a weird bathroom companion, I felt very strongly that this entity was absolutely distraught in the worst possible way. At what? I had no idea. At least she's not pissed. <laughs> I know, at least she's not angry. <laughs> After drying off and getting dressed for the party, I put on makeup in the bedroom mirror near the door. To improve my mood after the eerie shower, my go-to happy Spotify playlist was played on my phone. Suddenly, it stopped due to a loss of internet connection. Yeah. The room was dead silent as I continued to apply my makeup until I heard it. <sighs> it was very quiet at first, almost inaudible in fact, but it was clear as day that someone or something was crying. I figured it was a child in a neighboring room and ignored it. I finished up in the mirror, grabbed my clutch, and headed down to the lobby to meet some friends and head to the grounds for the gathering. The weather was absolutely lovely. The hors d'oeuvres were delicious, and the drinks flowed freely. As evening set in, I joined a few of my friends from the bridal party for some late-night Irish coffees in the subterranean bar, which is decorated to look a little bit like a dungeon. The hotel was seriously cool, all in all. It was a splendid day, and I left the bar around 11 p.m. with a massive smile on my face. I eagerly headed upstairs to pass out and get some rest before the big day. As I walked up the staircase to my room, of course, I had no idea that a fitful rest was not on the menu for me. Oh, dear God. The first sign that my night wasn't going to be normal occurred as I reached the top of the stairs. As I turned and began to walk down the hallway toward my room, I saw a shadowy figure in the hallway, about 20 feet from me. Ew, uh, she seemed to be dressed in red, just like my bathroom buddy. I couldn't quite tell. I squinted through my dry, blurry contacts that were screaming to be taken out, wondering if it was the hotel staff possibly replacing my towels or something. I reached up and rubbed both my eyes, again looking down the hallway. This time, the figure was gone. Just like the distant cries from earlier in the afternoon, I chalked this up to my contacts and the state of my extreme fatigue at the time. I even ignored the fact that as I got closer to my door, the ambient temperature yet again dropped about 20 degrees. No, dude. Uh -uh. This, nah. Oh, man. I can't. Uh -uh. I'm having a hard time. Mm -mm. <laughs> it's like the sixth sense. Like, it's cold. It's I'm bad. That's bad. Hard bad time. As soon as I opened the door and switched on the light, however, I could not ignore the fact that out of the corner of my room between the end table and my suitcase was a little girl playing with a doll on the floor and gently crying. I stood there completely frozen, confident that I was either drunk or hallucinating. I tried to speak to her. Hi there. Are you okay? I said. No response. What's your name? I asked again. No response. She had blonde hair, wore a light gray dress, and couldn't have been more than three or four years old. I tried to angle myself in the room to see her face, but she kept turning away based on my movements. Ew. At this point, I was terrified, so I opened the door to the hallway and decided to go to the front desk. As I turned around for one last glance, she was gone. I remember thinking to myself that the entire incident was out of some bad B-rated ghost story. I searched my room and there was no one in there but me. If I didn't know that the entire castle was booked, I would have been packing my bag so quickly and asking for a new room. Sadly, I figured that one night would be fine. 
Nothing happened while I was getting ready for bed. In fact, nothing happened for the next three hours. I know this because I couldn't fall asleep out of what could be (laughs) low-key a feeling of sheer terror. Yeah. I lied there awake in a semi-darkened room because it was a full moon that night, staring at a beamed ceiling and trying to will myself to fall asleep. Finally, I dozed off, but was woken up at 4.30 a.m. by a sound coming from the bathroom. As it got louder, it was painfully obvious that it was the same crying from earlier in the day, a gentle sobbing as if a child momentarily lost their parents in a department store. I turned on the light to investigate, bringing the heavy phone from the end table with me because, you know, ghosts hate being hit with a heavy antique phone, right? (laughs) The bathroom was empty, though still much colder than the bedroom. I used the toilet and got back into bed, hoping that I could fall back to sleep quickly. Fortunately, I did, but was awakened once more at 6.30 in the morning, according to my alarm clock. After this rude awakening, I would not be falling back asleep again until safely on my red-eye flight back to New York City the next night. I woke up slowly, hearing a gentle scratching near the door to the hallway. In my half-conscious state, I actually remember thinking it was a mouse and that I should just ignore it. As it got louder and more pronounced, though, that was clearly not an option. I turned on my bedside lamp, threw off the covers, and as my feet hit the floor, the scratching turned into a loud pounding, as if someone was hitting the door violently with their fists. I froze, hoping that whatever lock was on the door would be able to withstand the pounding. As I tiptoed across the floor, the pounding abruptly stopped. Dressed in only a t-shirt and boxer briefs, I couldn't help but realize that the room was freezing. I didn't have my contacts in or my glasses on, but I could swear I could see my breath. I looked out the peephole to the hallway, which was empty. Not wanting to open the door, I walked back to bed, fully planning to call the front desk for assistance. As my hand touched the phone, I saw a shape out of the corner of my eye. Yuck, I hate this story. The shape filled the archway to the bathroom. I paused, not wanting to look in the direction because somewhere in my brain, I figured that an attacker wouldn't attack if I didn't look at them. I tried furiously to figure out what to do next, but all I could do was grab the same heavy phone and use it as a weapon. With it in my right hand, I turned quickly just as the red shape started moving slowly towards me. It seemed to be half mist, half solid. It was sort of in the shape of a human, but my vision was so blurry, I couldn't quite tell. As I raised the phone up and opened my mouth to yell at it to stay away, it sped up and charged across the room. Ew. As if it was about to tackle me. I screamed, lifted the heavy phone up high to hit it, and braced myself to fight my attacker. As I got ready to fight for my life, I blinked my eyes and it was gone. I frantically scanned the room, but it was empty. After a brief moment still holding the phone over my head, I quickly grabbed my glasses and put them on. I turned on every single light in the room and searched the bathroom as well. I searched every little nook and cranny as thoroughly as I possibly could, but I was alone. My heart beating like a drum and my body full of adrenaline, I knew that sleep wasn't going to come. The sky outside was beginning to brighten and soon the sun rose. I got dressed quickly and headed down to the front desk to complain. Yep. Um, (laughs) That's what I would have done. I told the concierge about my experience, and while apologetic, he also laughed a bit, which honestly kind of pissed me off. Apparently, the Geraldine room is known to be haunted and is thus one of the most desirable rooms in the castle. 
I what? came <laughs> I came to find out that the only reason it was available when I checked online was that some paranormal tourists had to cancel their stay due to illness. Typically the room is booked solid all year, especially on nights with a full moon. Ew. Most people who stay in the room share some version of my ordeal, but are never actually harmed. The crying, the child, the lady in red are all well documented. I politely asked why I wasn't warned when checking in. Yeah. And he simply said that many guests who don't know about the ghosts rarely experience anything. He added that it's also rare for someone to have multiple encounters in a single evening. I guess I'm just a lucky gal. (laughs) After a full English breakfast, five cups of coffee, and another long shower uninterrupted by my bathroom companion, thank God, I attended one of the most beautiful wedding ceremonies ever and danced my heart out to a DJ that spun nothing but hits from the 80s. I was powered by nothing but joy and love and even forgot about the previous night's events during the reception. Aside from the paranormal encounters, it was actually a lovely 36 hours. I had never seen or experienced anything like that again in the last 15 years, and for that, I'm ridiculously grateful, and I will most assuredly never again be staying in the Geraldine room in the Kennedy Castle for the rest of my days. Sincerely yours, Catherine. I hate it. Catherine. First of all. How you said. That was a beautifully written story. um, That I felt like I was there. I could feel the temperature drop here. (laughs) Just kidding. That's not true. We're safe. We're fine. Um, Goodbye. Peace. The details were absolutely incredible. And holy crap. I can't believe you experienced that. Um, but this, ca- this castle's yeah. dining. That's one That's of those places no where you me. go and you visit it during the day. You take a couple pictures and you peace out. You can't stay. I just can't like, stay. but see, uh-uh. I get the whole, like, you're trying to make sense in your mind. Like this is mm-hmm. not real, Yeah. but yeah, man, I don't oof. know how you went through all of that. Oof, 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 oof. Wow. <sighs> Well, guys, you know what that means. We are on to our last story of our October series 2020. If I can speak. <laughs> if we can get Y'all through this. Y'all really trying to like destroy <laughs> our mental health. Also, That's guys, all I'm saying. Um, we decorated uh, since it is Halloween. <laughs> um, we have a red light in the back. If you are not watching us on YouTube, you should check out our YouTube channel because we are recording it. this whole thing for I love you that guys. You said decorated when it's it's one light bulb it's red and it's never there therefore it's decoration (laughs) yeah you guys should definitely watch i feel like i would be entertained watching us react oh listening to stories in general is amazing but being able to like watch people's faces while they do it is just great mainly i just shake my head no while you're saying something scary (laughs) i like refuse to accept it i am so excited i'm glad i went first so that I get to just like sit back yeah and now you get to this okay. one yeah um, this pumped. one definitely got me again different reasons like mm. though the supernatural freak me out mm-hmm. but then when these ones like are like real life stories which I mean those are two though to those people I think I, I don't think know though, I think in, in our and at least in my head anything supernatural feels so far removed from me yeah that it's not an actual possibility man breaking into your that. house that's a pop. Yep. That's real. That is a, a real possibility. No, I feel so that. that's I feel why that. I think that's why it's extra scary. Yeah. All right, y'all. Well, coming in strong 
for our last October series. And you know, who knows? We have thousands of um, scary stories now. So yeah, maybe, maybe we'll just like pull like them a, out of nowhere and yeah, just like a shock once a month. Just we'll just like, be like, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Here's like a scary story. You will wake. Yeah. Anywho. Okay. So this one is called The Campground Stalker. Uh-uh. Cue the music, Mark. Terrence? Nah. Hello, Taryn and Ashley. Hello. My name is Amanda. Feel free to use it. And I have been loving this October series. Yes. It has been giving me all the spooky feels. And I know that I am sharing my story Close to the last day, but I wanted to share one of the most scary experiences of my life, even if it doesn't make it on the podcast. Girl, it you made, made it. it. And you're, you're freaking the last one. wrapping the whole thing Let's up. Let's go. Warning, you may never want to go camping after this. Oh, no. I we was just attest. talking about doing that. No. <laughs> oh, just kidding. That's a hard pass for me from now and forever. So thanks for that. Oh, shit. Okay. I'm scared. Ready? Yes. Every summer, me and my family would take a trip to our favorite campsite. We would spend the day by the lake and sit around the campfire at night. After a long day at the lake, I headed to the showers to clean off. When I got there, it was empty, which made me happy because public showers are not my favorite. Mm -hmm. They did have curtains to help give some level of privacy, but there had been plenty of close calls in the past of people ripping them open, thinking no one was inside the shower. Oof, yeah. Hence why it being empty gave me peace of mind. As I'm showering and singing my heart out to Luke Combs, I see a flash of light. I didn't think much into it at first until out of the corner of my eye, I spot a phone slowly peeking through the curtains followed by another flash. <gasps> I scramble to cover myself and scream, get out of here, you perv. I then hear someone run out of the building oh. and the door slam behind them. I quickly get dressed and run back to the campsite. I tell my mom about what happened and she goes to the main office to report the incident. Mm -hmm. They tell me to let them know if it happens again and they will keep an eye out. That night, we roasted s'mores, and my family tried to take my mind off of it. I tried not to think about the fact that some creep had a picture of me nude and hoped that it wouldn't surface on some porn site. Yeah. Eventually, the s'mores and campfire smell melted my worries away, and I enjoyed the night. After probably one too many s'mores, I rolled myself to my tent and went to bed. The next thing I remember is waking up from the sound of someone or something walking outside my tent. No. I just, <laughs> no. My heart, I just can't. I might keel over and die. Okay. Outside my tent. I ignored it, thinking it was someone passing by after a late night or an animal and went back to sleep. A few moments later, I hear the sound of the zipper on my tent no. slowly being opened. No. I panic and freeze and lay still, hoping it's just one of my family members. Then I see a flash. No. <laughs> okay. Keep it together, Taryn. I immediately get up and run out of the tent. 
hoping to see who this person was, but I see no one. I run to my mom's tent and wake her up and let her know what happened. With a look of concern, she tells me that I should stay with someone at all times till we find out who is doing this. The next day, I was so paranoid and made sure to stick by my brother. Nothing happened that day, and I began to forget about my troubles. Later that night, as I went into my tent, I found a wrapped present (gasps) on my sleeping bag. With shaking hands, I reached for the package and slowly opened it. When I saw what was inside, my stomach dropped and instantly I wanted to throw up. I have goosebumps again. It was pictures of me. Starting back from my first day at the lake to the shower and me sleeping and me sitting around the campfire, etc. I freak out and exit my tent. And when I get outside, I encounter a tall figure standing in the distance. (gasps) He started to raise his hand slowly. And as he does, I see another flash. Oh, (laughs) seriously? I'm not okay. I'm crying. I have goosebumps. I'm not okay. I'm chill. I can't. (sighs) (sighs) Okay. Almost done. I run as fast as I can to my mom's tent and the flashes continue behind me and get closer. I scream for help at the top of my lungs and my mom comes out of the tent. I quickly tell her that someone is coming after me, but when she looks, she sees no one. We make our way to the main office and tell them what happened. They call the police and when they arrive, they search the campsite for the man. Moments later, they come back and let me know that they caught the man. What? They explained to me how they found pictures of me on his phone and assured me that it was him. When I left the office, I see them escorting a tall man in handcuffs to the car. The man turns his head towards me and we make eye contact. No. When he sees that it's me, he smiles and says... You would have been perfect. Oh, I can not. I cannot. Amanda. I'm pissed. I'm pissed that I'm reading this freaking story. It's 1223 a.m. Oh, we are not sleeping tonight. We are not sleeping tonight. (sighs) Mother. Marathon coming right up. Oh, my God. I will never be able to forget those words, and I will always wonder what he had planned for me. Thankfully, he is in jail, and I pray I will never have to hear or see from him again. If you made it this far, thank you for reading my story. It's a terrifying experience I will never be able to forget, but it reminds me to always be aware of my surroundings. Yes. I hope those listening can take this experience and remember to always be prepared. I hope you all have a fun and safe Halloween. Your faithful listener, Amanda. Amanda, Lord have mercy. I'm so like, I'm, I'm so happy you're alive. That could have ended so many other ways that are just awful. And I'm, I'm so glad that you trusted your gut again. I feel like this, if there was one 
well, there's a few messages, but if there was one major message to take away from this October series, it is that God gave you those gut feelings for a reason yeah. and you need to trust them yeah. <laughs> because wow, do they, they are, they're almost always right yeah. for like some reason or not. Yeah. Jeez. And like, you have to involve people. Like you can't yeah. just be like, oh, that was weird and creepy and not say anything. Like she went immediately to her mom. Her brothers knew about it. Like she told people. So that way, like she starts screaming and they run to her because they're already on like Oof, high alert, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. But oh, this is freaking God. terrifying. I'm so glad you're okay. But I'm so sorry that you have to live with this in your head. If it makes you feel any better, now I do too. So Oof, girl, I'm unwell. Same. I have a nightmare about that one. Yeah, but... Mm -mm. Mm -mm. thanks for freaking bringing it all back you really did we ended it on oh. a, a very terrifying note um yep. this evening guys october series 2020 was amazing we have amazing. another promo video for you guys um that we worked very hard on what should they comment on our instagram when we post it um we did a syringe last time. The a tent. A tent. Ooh, that's a good one. Or I love that. Camera flashing. Everyone's going to be like, why Oof. are there tents all over this this picture here? If you know, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, thank you so much for this whole series. Mm -hmm. We know you guys have loved it. We've loved it too, but I'm not going to lie. I'm ready to get back to life. I'm ready to, to like, get back to just real life stuff. Real life stuff where we can make you feel better and make <laughs> ourselves feel better. A little more positive. And not destroy all ounce of you know will to live <laughs> exactly at this point i'm like if he's gonna get me i'd rather just you know float off <laughs> into into the heavens okay um so i'm gonna end with a dad joke yes please to you know brighten to your brighten the mood to lift yeah. to lift to lift us up right to lift we're us. so low right now and then I'm going to sing, open the eyes of my heart, Lord, <laughs> till I fall asleep. I'm going to interpretive dance to yeah. it. <laughs> so good. Okay. All right. Um, why don't mummies take time off? Because, uh, uh, <laughs> please, please guess that. Uh, I don't know. That's your guess. I, I, can't, I don't know. They're wrapped <laughs> in short on wrapped they're wrapped in short on wrapped that's not <laughs> that's not a thing that you just said they're wrapped can i just they're say wrapped up can i just say it i don't know yeah because they're afraid to unwind <laughs> dang it <laughs> i always i always know like they're wrapped in what short on gonna, <laughs> what is that i always know what it's gonna like kind of be about but sure. i can never say i can never yeah. i never get it i feel that um guys thank you so much for listening if you Love if you, you. listen to this entire episode and you got to the dad joke you're the real mvp you are the real you're MVP. why we're here um and we appreciate you so much share this episode with your friends just yep. because we're moving on to other days doesn't mean we we can't enjoy a spooky story yeah so share this with your friends also just because october series is over doesn't mean that you should stop sharing this podcast with your friends with your yep. family mm -hmm. thanksgiving dinner maybe just like you know start passing it around be like grandma <laughs> listen to this story listen to this story <laughs> um we're definitely going to be going back to just real life stuff yeah, so if you have God. any situations that you're experiencing funny stories scary stories serious stories any life stories that you want advice on we're your gals send them to us yeah and on that note we're gonna try to go to sleep because yes. it's past midnight but you know you never know <laughs> 
Thank you Don't guys so camping. much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever get Don't a basement. Don't go camping or go in the basement. Love you. Bye. Bye.